So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets, like, the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a, I am about to die scream. Well, I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun. She flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's auto parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. gonna die in here probably hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of tyler's thursday takes which we have done it once again is coming out on a thursday as long as this thing exports fast enough anyways last week as you all know we reviewed the movie hell house llc well some of you may not have known but hell house llc has a hell house llc too the Abaddon Hotel, which came out in 2018, because why not ruin it with another movie? <laughs> well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. IMDb has given this movie a four, a 5.4 out of 10. Jesus Christ, what a wonderful way to start this off. And it has a runtime of an hour and 29 minutes. We are looking at basically a whole new cast here, the only real returning characters are Mitchell but even in the last movie Mitchell was not featured that much and so because of that we basically have a whole new group here the director is once again Steven Cognetti and holy hell if you knew the amount of Cognettis that are in this movie you would be completely bewildered but enough of an intro let's go ahead and get right on into this review so this movie takes place eight years after the first initial incident that happened in Hell House with the whole haunted house kind of becoming a very, very haunted house. And we open with this interview of this mom who's basically talking about how her son Jackson Mallet disappeared in the hotel on August 5th and basically was missing for months until August 8th. He starts sending random texts and she's like... Cops told me that it was coming from inside the hotel. But of course, since we live in a day and age where everything's recorded, <laughs> of course, Jackson Mullet <laughs> ends up sending his final his final thoughts in a video form. In the Daggett group. They're all in hell. They're all with him. And also, just a quick disclaimer, I'm really sorry if any of these clips are very unappealing to the ears. This movie is very unappealing to the ears. They do not care. So right off the bat, we have hit our death count number one. 
with Jackson Mullet Man. And of course, it's because he gets taken away by the creepy hooded dudes. And uh, yeah, that's just, uh, I guess that's what we're doing now. We're all about the weird dudes and black hoods. But anyways, this movie kind of goes the same route as the original, only this time it's more of an A&E documentary style where they have everybody sitting on a green screen that looks incredibly stupid because it just looks like everybody's absolutely floating. But while they're doing this, they <laughs> they show footage from when Jackson Mullet Man was <laughs> a child that his mother provided for them, and it's of a Christmas thing because they hear the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun on the piano and they're like we remember that but not because we heard it in the original hell house but because of because we had heard it before and they show this stupid clip of when they were like having their christmas party and all that when they were kids and jackson mahullet is playing this on an electric piano and they say when we went back and watched the footage you could hear another voice in there so they enhanced it it is so stupid. Who turned out the lights? The Abadano Hotel. <laughs> I'm sorry, it makes me laugh every time I listen to that because they're like, yes, we managed to enhance the audio and and pull up what was barely able to be heard. And usually you hear like a, get out. It's like, the Abadon Hotel. What? Did, you... You must work for the FBI or somebody on all those CSI shows because you enhanced the hell out of that audio. It's so ridiculous. Anyways, it opens up with the whole A&E style documentary with like they have a panel of three people. They have Mitchell from the previous movie. They have Andrew Tesselman. <laughs> Just remember Andrew Tesselman. And then they have this last guy. Brock Davies, who's supposed to be like this paranormal investigator type dude. And and so we have these three people who are sitting here. And of course, Mitchell is there because he made the documentary for the last one. Andrew Tullerman is supposed to be a city council member. And Brock Davies is just there to be Brock Davies. Anyways, they go ahead and show this clip of two more kids who end up going in. And they say, oh... Everyone who goes in here seems to suddenly disappear, just like this fucking kid also on Facebook Live. I'm sorry. I'll go now. And so basically in that clip, he doesn't like die or anything, but he stares at these stairs and you see these legs just standing there. And he's like, sorry, I'll go. And supposedly he stands there until the battery dies, which we can then assume that he dies. So we're now up to two in our death count with Jackson Macalit. And this, they didn't give him a name. They just said the kid that showed up. Anyways, they now go on to finding Jennifer Fox, or not Jennifer, Jessica Fox and her crew, Molly and oh, David Morris. Alright, I'm sorry. You may be wondering why I took such a long pause there. It's because I'm looking at IMDb and David Morris is no longer a David. It was... The part was originally played by an actor named Dustin Austin, but Dustin Austin no longer exists. Instead, it is now just Dusty Austin, because Dustin is now a woman. So it was very confusing on IMDb. But yes, so we have the whole crew. And there's another kid who ends up going into the house that they show on the footage. And... 
basically he runs in, sees some spooky stuff, and bolts. It's not really important because, like I said, he bolts, so he gets out. <laughs> but there's one more clip in which these two gay guys are driving back and filming, like, a blog type thing and pick up this random girl on the side of the highway. And, of course, they're not acting like a normal girl. They're like, uh, Damon Hotel. And they're like, oh, but sweetie, that, that place has been shut down for, like, a decade. And she's like, but I checked in today. And so they take her there. They basically end up following her into the basement. And, I mean, the acting's so bad in this movie that even even the the two gay guys can't even act in it. And this is supposed to be y'all's thing. Ouch, 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 my poor ears. That's so loud. Don't. Don't watch this movie with headphones. If you value being able to listen to things in life, just don't. So we're now up to four. Because the two gay guys were never seen again. And now the crew has decided that they've got everything sent and they're going to go into the house. And, of course, this has to pull off the same type of trope that it used in the original movie where we have Jessica Fox is being interviewed in an interrogation room, and holy hell does she look absolutely beat to shit. Do you remember anything from the last few days? Miss <laughs> Fox, you've been missing for five days now. Yeah, you heard that right. Five days. Five days. So obviously they didn't just run in and grab whatever they wanted to and completely bail. <laughs> so, yeah, this is just... Oh, boy. So you know they're in for it now if they haven't been seen for five days. Anyways, we now have the entire crew going into the house. And we even have Brock Davies going in with his own film crew. And they decide that they're just going to go off and do their own thing. And as they walk into the room, just what everyone loves to see, it's surprise nooses. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a little unsettling. Were those there before? No, they they definitely weren't because, you know, whenever I walk into the room, I just ignore the two nooses hanging from the ceiling. So yeah, now because of that, they just sit there and they start to do their whole Ouija crap and he starts asking stuff and as they turn the camera, there's all the props still in there from the Hell House thing and there's one sitting in the chair like right across from them and they turn back and it, now the heads turn but they don't notice because they're completely oblivious until the thing literally stands up and chases them and... Just, just d destroys your ears for no reason. Oh shit! Okay, we're we're leaving. We're leaving. We don't want anything. And so yeah, now they're officially dead. I didn't play them actually, like you know, biting the bullet because it just decides to just ear obliterate you. Just I don't know where it just has high static, and I don't feel like li causing anybody who listens to this in the car to absolutely crash. So that is not in the the plans for today anyways we now rejoin the main group who is now being 
walkie-talkied by Molly because Molly was supposed to be the lookout, but is now in the front room because she was called in by the walkie. And Mitchell's like, yay, we're fucked. <laughs> because, of course, she would have to come in because why? Why wouldn't she just, you know, not? Because if I, if I heard somebody saying that we needed an extra set of hands to go through tapes, I'd be like, okay, what did we have for breakfast this morning? And when it wasn't able to tell me, I'd be like, nice try, ghost. I'm not stupid. But, you know, dumb people are dumb. And so now all of them are in the room. And they finally get the idea to, okay, we're just going to bail. But they're like, but what about Davies? And they go, and guess who is now occupying the nooses? Shit. Is it Brock and Malcolm? Um, obviously they're hanging from nooses. Duh. No, but yeah, so basically it just confirms that, you know, they're dead. And now they're like, oh, well, we got to go to the back door because we propped the back door open. But what's waiting for them right by the back door? The fucking clown from the first movie. You know, the big fucker that just kind of walks around with a creepy mask? Yeah, he's there. And I, this is what I don't understand. Yes, it's scary, but at the same time, there's four of you and one of it bum rush that fucker and get out. Like, what are you doing? I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh my god. That mannequin made it upstairs. And it's really creepy. I'd be like, no, I'm getting down on my four point stance. And I'm going full water boy. I'm just and I'm plowing through it. What's it going to do? <laughs> mannequin me? It's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, it's creepy, but fuck that i'm getting out and so as they kind of start to go towards it of course it moves and then the door slams behind it because you're sitting there afraid of a mannequin and as they start running around they they notice all the powers on which of course is a that shouldn't be happening nobody's been in this house and at least somebody recognizes that the power shouldn't be on and so now they decide they're gonna run upstairs and go to the balcony but as soon as they start going that way it's the creepy lady who just killed davies and his partner malcolm and so now they're trapped in a room and now it seems like a great time to just start throwing in exposition so they start talking about alex and how he wasn't supposed to use it but then the andrew tesselman was like oh well we couldn't tell him that he couldn't yes you could have you condemn the place say it's abandoned and you tear it the fuck down so that should be a red flag about andrew tesselman okay red flag tessel flagman that it should have just been torn down but nope you can't do that and they start to go through more about how oh alex was kind of dealing with money problems which is what they said and how his journal was filled with a whole bunch of devil stuff and basically showing that yes the hotel is calling people in because how else is it going to get people in and so now <laughs> sorry david is going through all the tapes that they found in the basement he's checking them on his his camcorder and because of that he's able to see how alex was talking to somebody in this building about a whole 
four months before they even started the Hell House thing. And, I mean, you can't see the person and their voice is quote-unquote distorted. But it sounds pretty familiar, if, <clears throat> if I must say so myself. Basically saying that they'll let him use the house for a haunted house if they want. But, you know, you gotta have to pay him. Haunted house, perhaps? You could help me give this hotel a second life. Oh, wow, very much distortion and audio clipping and ch -ch -ch to make it. So you definitely, you definitely don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to say it until the end in case somehow you either don't get it or you're just going to watch it yourself. I don't want to go ahead and mess with any of that. But now it goes forward a little bit. And of course, now that exposition's done, we got to get it moving along. And so they've been trapped in this room until the lights go out and you get the stupid enhanced audio pull crap again. Sleep sweet. Shut like, what is this? It's so dumb. It just sounds like you're adding in audio over and it sounds so bad. <laughs> so basically the lights turn on and... You may not see it, but if you look like right in the middle behind the both of them while the camera comes back on, you see the creepy bitch that's been following them around. It's just absolutely terrifying. Like, it sent a shiver down my spine because that was, like, she's not even a jump scare. It's just really creepy to see them back there. And so now they find out that, oh, Molly's in the basement. And, of course, Molly is the girlfriend of David, who's now a girl. <laughs> and of course if I'm David I do not care if it is Satan with a ton of knives and a bunch of child molesters with guns in the basement I'm going down swinging I ooh man that got me heated when I found out that they fucking took his girlfriend down there I was like if that's me I don't give a fuck how many clown mannequins you got down there I'm stepping down the basement steps and I'm just <laughs> like I'm swinging left and right man because I ooh man you don't understand I just start bam 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 and so of course now they all start heading down there and of course the clown is holding on to her and it's got like a knife to her throat it's not moving because it's still a mannequin but if I saw that I'm running up and I'm just boom like right to the face but of course as soon as they start trying to... Oh, man. And this is where it really kind of goes off the rails. As soon as they start to pry her away from the clown... I kid you not. A portal to hell... Opens up. And David gets sucked inside. So just just real fast, let's go ahead and add David to the death count at 7. But you have no idea how low I had to turn the volume down on that. Like, if you could see the audio file, it's just full. It's so loud. 
listening to it at full volume is so, so, so bad. <laughs> Anyways, they start running. And of course, the girls get into a room in the dark and basically trap themselves because, of course, that's what they would do. And now, we go to Mitch. And Mitch is going upstairs and he sees this girl talking on the phone. And she's sitting there and he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to get right past you real fast. And, of course, as soon as he walks past her, you go. the girl on the phone's like, don't worry, Mom, we're already dead, and Mitch is coming too, and he turns around, and she's like, the whole demon-possessed thing also. And so now, they go to try and attack them, and now it goes back to the interview, and basically, the interviewee is talking about how next week they are going to have Russell Wynn on, and it's very important that I mention this because earlier in the video at 49.51, I didn't play it because there's nothing to really listen to and it's just a whole bunch of shouting. But there's a chalkboard and it has names right next to door numbers for rooms that are checked in and Russell Wynn is on there. So that's a cool little nod to that they're checked in because the first one was Davies and, and Marcus and then it was Jessica and then it was... David and it also had Molly and so it had all of their names on there but it also has Russell Wynn so that's it's a nice little kind of thing to add on to there I mean it could be nothing but I mean the interviewee said it on the Abaddon Hotel and I'll be interviewing wealthy tech entrepreneur Russell Wynn who claims he's been receiving anonymous packages containing unseen video from the Abaddon Hotel. And he's been quietly putting it all together. <clears throat> Shilling out a franchise for more money. What? I'm sorry, I had a really bad cough right there. Oh, man. So, yeah, pretty pretty interesting how they, they included Russell Wynn on the, on the whiteboard. Because, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that was a bad cough. <clears throat> Whoring out the franchise. Huh? Man. Anyways, immediately after the interview is over... Mitchell kind of starts talking to other people. He starts talking to David. And the assistant comes up and talks to the main host. They're like, hey, I have to let you know that Arnold Tesselman, he, he called and said he's sorry he wasn't able to make it. And the host, of course, is like, what do you mean? He was just right here. We just got a call from Arnold Tesselman. Yeah, he just left. What did he forget? That's the weird thing. He called to apologize that he missed the interview. He said he was in a minor accident on the way here, and he's sorry that he missed it. He couldn't call until now. Oh, wow. It's almost like the person that Tyler was saying to keep an eye on was a person to keep an eye on. Because now that Andrew Tesselman's not there... I, I swear they said Andrew at the beginning. Now that Arnold Tesselman's not there, we're... Hmm. Where could Arnold Tesselman be? And a little side note, what's frustrating is they're like, yeah, it sounded like the same guy on the phone and everything. Why Why would he sound like the same guy? Because you'll find out here in a second, it wasn't Arnold Tesselman. Nice to meet you. I'm Andrew Tully, and you are a guest in my hotel. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Andrew... Tully and he is in his hotel and also at the table with him is Alex and Mac you know the people who are already dead so 
he basically goes on this really long explanation about how I made sure that our hotel stays open forever. When we all committed suicide, that was just a grand reopening. And it's just so like, so corny and cheesy, basically saying that we we just kill people so that we can stay. And we live in the lake of fire. We do not cast ourselves out from it. And because of that, somebody has to get cast into the lake of fire. And guess who draws the short straw? Death counts up to eight, and oh my good lord, if I could just get an audio clip without it completely blowing out my eardrums, I would be so happy. But so now, Andrew Tully keeps telling Mitchell, Somebody has to go so I can keep my game of dominoes going and everybody can keep falling over. So who's it gonna be, Mitchell? And well, you know, Mitchell makes a noble choice. Please, you don't have to do this. Please stop. No, no, no. What are you doing? No! 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 Psyche stabs the fuck out of Jessica. <laughs> but you may be asking yourself, what? Wasn't, wasn't Jessica being interviewed just earlier? Yep, they decided to pull the same exact thing from the first movie. They're like, man, this was such a cool reveal the first time. <laughs> what? Why don't we do it again? Uh, because she's in the interview room. And they if you're not able to figure it out, they make sure to really shove it in your face. I would play the audio clip from it, but there's nothing to hear. But basically... The cop walks in front of her, and like between her and the camera, and when after he does, she's looking at the camera, obviously dead, and just smiling, basically signifying, yeah, I'm a ghost. And then he walks back, she's fine, and she's like, the Abaddon Hotel. You need to go to the Abaddon Hotel. And that's where it ends. And then afterwards, there's like an after credit scene of, Alex basically trying to convince Mac that they need to go start the Hell House in the Abaddon Hotel because he lost all the money, yada, yada, yada. So it's, it ends basically the same way as the last one, only you don't get that kind of surprise, I don't know. Basically that's, that's the end of the movie. And just before I completely end the review for the movie, (laughs) at the very end, just stay like five minutes into the credits You'll see that there are like 18 <laughs> Cognetis in making this film. Yeah, I understand it's a Cognetti film production. But oh my god, the entire Cognetti mafia <clears throat> mob family basically made this movie. So it's there's so many people in it that are named Cogn- Cognetti. But I, I think it's funny. But anyways, let's get into the rating. Oh boy, we are getting into the rating. Oh man, with how with how well I ranked the last Hell House movie, the very first one, I man, I went into this one with high hopes. I I know I've seen it before, but it was a long time. And then let's just go ahead and remember that IMDb gave this movie a 5.4 out of 10. They gave it basically half. 
And if we really want to go back, I can go into my notes real fast, and I can tell you exactly what they rated the original Hell House. You know, the one that I said that was pretty good, and that, you know, it's one of my one of my favorite movies that's a little under the radar. They gave it a 6.4 out of 10. So 6.4. So it went down a whole point, but that's all it went down by. But let's go ahead and give it the TTT rating, shall we? For the plot, ah oh man, I gave it a 1.5. They tried, they tried really hard to like give it a reason for, you know, why people keep coming to the hotel and why it's not just like, oh, they're just showing up to show up because plot. It's because they're being dragged there by Andrew Tully and he's using his powers and sending them packages. So they gave it an effort on that and I give them a 1.5 for that. It, it, I understand it's hard when you have the first one kind of like a found footage. It makes it difficult, but they, they gave it an effort. For acting, goose egg. And I could not give them any points for acting. The acting in this was so bad, it made me feel like a good actor. Like, it it hurt. It hurt my soul <laughs> to watch them. I understand they're kids in one part. They're kids. I get it. But oof. That one hurt really bad. And then just the main characters, they're not... You don't get pulled into it like you did the first one. And so they really took it out of it. And then we have the cinema. I give them a 1.5 here because they did a really good job of building suspense. You know, with all the corners and everything, I understand that that's a location, that's not necessarily cinematography, but they did a good job in building suspense, you know, it kind of, it it kept you in there, it, it helped a little bit for the lack of good acting, but, you know, it's, there were times, I'll admit, where it was really hard to tell what was going on, especially at the end, because they were relying strictly on outside lighting and they had these stupid fake candles in the middle that weren't doing anything and they're just there to be annoying and annoy me so ah oh man cinematography only gets a 1.5 and we are not doing too well here and now all we have left is to go on to the bonus points or, or bonus point <laughs> more like bonus point and a half because that's what I gave it I gave it a 0.5 for the bonus and that's strictly because, like I said, if you go to 49 minutes and 51 seconds into this movie, you will see that on the board it says Russell Wynn. And that is a pretty cool kind of acknowledgement that, yes, they're kind of fishing for a third movie, but it adds to it. You know, it's one of those things where from the original one, they had the reverse audio, which was kind of a callback to it, which was pretty cool. And the only downside to me, though, was, like I said, it kind of feels like they're reaching for a third movie, and it just kind of feels shoehorned in there a little bit. That's why I'm not giving it the full point. I'm not, you know, diving head on into it and going, oh, yeah, full point. It's so amazing. It's just like, it's a cool thing to notice, but it's not It's not game-changing. It's not earth-shattering. It's not like I have listened to it, and I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. It's just one of those things where it's like, huh, cool, look name but that's those are the categories and if you haven't done the math yourself already because I know math can be hard really hard but 
for those of you not keeping track at home, Hell House 2, or sorry, Hell House LLC 2, the Abaddon Hotel, gets a 3.5 out of 10 on the TTT rating. That is right. We gave this way under IMDb value. <laughs> this movie, I don't know if it's just trying too hard to live up to the first and that's what really drops it but I feel like there's just so much in this movie that it doesn't equate to a good movie like I like I said I'm not 100% sure if it's because they're trying to mimic the first or if it's simply because they tried they tried to to strike lightning again and it didn't it didn't strike twice and I mean Damn, the only thing that you can really get from it is after Dustin was pulled into that portal, he came out dusty. <laughs> oh, man. That portal. Portals to hell really change you. Because it was, it was right after this movie, too. Because that's kind of when they stopped going by Dustin. So, yeah, damn. I guess portals to hell really change you. Anyways... My final verdict on Hell House LLC 2, the Abaddon Hotel, gets a 3.5 out of 10. If you want to watch it, watch it. If you want to keep <laughs> keep the gold and the shine and the memory of the first one, just do that. Save yourself the heartbreak. And there's another movie after this, so it can only get worse. But that is my rating and review for Hell House 2 LLC, The Abaddon Hotel, the movie with the longest name that is just super on point. Gotta be an on point name. But thank you to everyone who decided to stop by and listen for this week's episode. I greatly appreciate you stopping by. I hope you are all having a wonderful week. I know if you live in Texas, there's a good chance you're probably frozen right now. Be careful out there. It could be really dangerous. And for those of you who are not frozen, uh, it must be nice. <laughs> but anyways, like I said, thank you once again for stopping by and giving a quick listen to this week's episode. And I'd like to give a quick shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. The easiest way to make a podcast it is the, it is, it's been a game changer. If you want to make your own podcast, check out Anchor. I'm telling you, it'll save you so much time. But ending on that note, I'm guessing you could probably tell next week it's most likely going to be Hell House 3 LLC, The Lake of Fire. Oh man, I can't wait to dive on into that one. (laughs) But once again, thank you everybody for stopping by. And thanks for checking in to the hotel. See you next week. for a haunted house company. Nothing about this tour seems especially spectacular. You kidding? I heard it was a killer hunt.